Hi again, this is Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctors Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Do the holidays get to you? Do all the parties, gifts to buy, people to entertain, cards to send, and expectations to uphold make you feel pressured? If you said no to all these questions, then you're definitely in the minority, and you're also one of those people that make the rest of us feel very insecure. I suggest you keep it quiet, or you may end up with some of the bruises I described in an earlier podcast. For the rest of you, I give my deepest sympathy. Stress can really get to you, can't it? There are psychological effects of stress, such as anxiety, depression, and eating too many donuts, but there are also physical effects from stress. These physical effects are wide-ranging, including heartburn, headaches, and heart palpitations. Some effects are more serious, and one in particular is not only very common, but it's both hidden and extremely dangerous. So what is the name of this silent killer that lurks behind the holiday stress? One clue lies in a very obvious place. Cartoons. What happens when a cartoon character gets really angry? Their face turns red and steam comes out of their ears and and sometimes a whistle pops up from their skull and lets out this warning of impending explosion. So I can reassure you that I've never seen steam coming out of the ears or whistles popping up from skulls. They are onto something in these cartoons. The feelings of pressure related to stress can literally result in high pressure on your inside. Chronic high blood pressure, or hypertension, is responsible for a huge amount of death and disease, affecting nearly 60 million people in the U.S. It's the number one reason for visits to the doctor and the number one reason prescription drugs are given. Despite all that attention, blood pressure is poorly understood by most people and is often poorly controlled, resulting in a multitude of problems. It's a huge, huge topic and predictably impossible for me to cover in a single podcast. So I'll once again split it up into two different ones. Today I'll explain what blood pressure is, and next I'll explain what to do about it and what are the consequences of it. So, what is blood pressure? Your blood pressure is the pressure used to get the blood to where it's needed. Have you ever gotten into the shower in the morning only to find out that there isn't any water pressure? Not a fun thing. Not only can make you really grumpy, it can cause all those around you to be real grumpy because of your smell. Your blood pressure is much the same. The bloodstream carries oxygen and food to the cells, and it carries away waste product. Insufficient blood flow, then, results in cells suffocating, starving, and not getting rid of potentially toxic wastes. That not only makes the cells pretty grumpy, it can kill them. There are two things essential to maintain good blood pressure, good pipes and a good pump. Blood vessels are the pipes in your bodies. The arteries are like the water pipes, and they require higher pressure to bring the essential fluid to where it's needed. The veins are the pipes that bring back the used blood, much like the sewer system, and don't require as much pressure. So when we're talking about blood pressure or high blood pressure, we're really talking about the pressure in the arteries. The pump in your body is, of course, the heart. The heart is a hollow muscle that squeezes blood out to the body. There are two chambers called ventricles that do all the pumping. The right ventricle pumps blood to the lungs so it can get oxygen, and the main ventricle is the left ventricle, which pumps blood to the rest of the body. Now, a typical heartbeat has a cycle. It's a pumping cycle. The part where it relaxes and fills up with blood is called the diastole, and the part where it squeezes blood out to the body is called systole. The two parts of the heart's pumping cycle are important because they coincide with the two important blood pressure numbers. 
the systolic pressure, which happens when the heart squeezes, and the diastolic pressure, which happens when the heart relaxes. So what about the cuff that they put around your arm to take your blood pressure? It's called a sphygmomanometer, and truthfully, that word, just saying it, raises my blood pressure. Well, when the blood pressure cuff is inflated, the highest pressure at which the person listening with a stethoscope hears a thunk, thunk, thunk sound is the systolic blood pressure. Systolic blood pressure is when the heart squeezes. Now, when the heart relaxes, that's the diastolic blood pressure. And the person will hear this thunking sound until the diastolic is reached, and then it will grow quiet again. Here's how both blood pressures are important. The systolic blood pressure is essential to get blood to the brain. Just like the shower upstairs, a low blood pressure in the pipes will make the pressure to a person's upstairs inadequate. It's pretty important that the brain doesn't stop functioning, at least for most people. So inadequate blood flow to the brain is not tolerated. If the pressure in the pipes isn't adequate, the body takes drastic measures to make sure the brain gets enough blood. It passes out. The exchange goes something like this. Your brain says, hey, I need more blood. I'm starving and I can't breathe. I'm trying as hard as I can, the heart responds. I'm even beating faster. It's not enough, gasps the brain. I need food and oxygen. I need it now. Can't get blood up there. You're up too high. Can you make my job easier, the heart begs? No problem, says the brain, and it passes out, causing the body to lie flat on the ground. Much better, responds the heart. Now it can get you all the blood you need. Pretty cool, isn't it? You don't get that kind of drama on the Grammar Girl podcast. A low systolic blood pressure is an immediate problem. You'll either pass out or you'll die if it gets too low. A high systolic pressure isn't quite as big of a deal in the short run. It's actually the diastolic number that we focus on more for treatment for high numbers. That's because the diastolic pressure causes more harm in the long run. So what's a good blood pressure? It depends on the age and size of the individual. Little kids don't have as much gravity to deal with. That's why we call them little so they don't require as high of a blood pressure. For adults, normal blood pressure range in the systolic blood pressure is between 100 and 130 millimeters of mercury. Millimeters of mercury expresses the amount of pressure needed to raise a column of mercury one millimeter. And mercury is a real heavy liquid. It's that silver stuff in the blood pressure machine that you sometimes see. That's the mercury. Systolic blood pressures in the 90s may be okay as long as there's no fainting or dizziness, but below that is usually a sign of trouble. The diastolic pressure should ideally be below 80. There's no official number for a low diastolic pressure as there's very few conditions in which a person will get a low diastolic pressure and not also get a low systolic pressure, which will make you pass out, as I told you before. I'll stop here now giving you a few quick and dirty tips regarding your blood pressure. My next podcast will go over things in more detail. Tip one, get your blood pressure checked. A good goal to shoot for is 120 over 70. And since high blood pressure doesn't usually have any symptoms, you probably should get it checked on a regular basis. And tip number two, if you want to know more about blood pressure, listen to my next podcast. That's it. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206 337-5895. You can find me on Twitter at HouseCallDoc or on Facebook under HouseCallDoctor. And don't forget, visit my blog, Musings of a Distractable Mind at Distractable.org.
Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Happy New Year. Get to next time. Stay healthy.